0: Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: Acast powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend.
0: Hi, I'm Una Chaplin and I'm the host of a new podcast called Hollywood Exiles.
1: ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.
2: Hello, I'm Zoe Lyons.
1: And I'm Stephen Bailey.
2: And this is Let's Talk About the Husband
1: a podcast where we take a cultural look into everything pop culture or something along those lines something along those lines how are you Stephen I'm good I've left my microphone in Manchester and I'm in London
2: right okay is it because you're always working and you're always busy
1: no you're always working you're you're star of stage you're a corporate whore can I say whore so you- um,
2: well, you just have, yeah, and I'll take it, yeah, Thank yeah, yeah. You, you should see um, what I'm wearing, yeah.
1: I'm. I tell dick jokes in venues in London.
2: Yeah, but very well, very, very well. well. You're very accomplished. I mean, they just and yeah, they sit well in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so what we're we going to talk about today, Sue? We're going to talk about reinventing oneself <laughs> after a reality career.
1: We really are. So I am I sent you clips about Bethany Frankel, star mm. of The Real Housewives of New York. Oh, she had yeah. her own chat show for a little bit called Bethany. Of course she did. Of course yes. she did.
2: I wonder if they sat down and went, what are we going to call this, Bethany? She went, oh, I've had a few thoughts. Well, I've had one thought, and that thought is Bethany. And they went, let's roll with that. Love let's it. Let's
1: go with it. It only Love lasted it. like two series, because they couldn't get like good guests, so they just got like old reality stars like Heidi and Spencer from The Hills, Kristen Cavallari from Laguna Beach. Yeah. Um, and what makes me laugh is all these reality stars, they start off being, you know, having full on blazing rows
2: mm.
1: on The Real Housewives. And then they want to pivot and to be like, I'm into crystals and <laughs> you know, quinoa and just, you know, positive energy.
2: It's a, it's a confusing blend of uh, of energies going on, isn't it, when you see these housewives together? Because you, you sent me this clip of Bethany, and it was doing all of those catch-up shows that they do on a couch with a confused man in a suit, <laughs> yeah. and they were just screaming at each other screaming at each other. I'm, I was getting a lot of jealousy from the other ladies involved here because Bethany seems to have done all right for
1: herself. Yeah, she's like the breakout star. And also she's she is like whatever you think, like a smart businesswoman. Um, she sold those skinny cocktails, skinny girl cocktails. Mm. And it's like they were doing really well. And then she sold them but she kept ownership of the brand name. So it's like she made a load of money Mm. and then still owns some of it.
2: I was a bit confused by by the name of the company, Skinny Girl. It just sort of didn't sit
1: well with me. I think it was done though. They set it up like fifteen years ago, where we weren't as advanced as society and letting people say shit like that.
2: Okay, fine. And and basically, it was just a margarita mix. I mean, it really? Was. I was, hasn't that already just been done? Isn't that just called a margarita? What yeah. did she do to it? To I mean, how hard is it to make a margarita? It's I think so easy. E- popped it in a can. Is that all you do with it? I think so. Do you know what? I mean, I've been reading about other reality stars popping things in a can. Um... Is this true? Because I I just Googled this, right? Please. Stephanie Mato. I don't even know what she's from. But did she genuinely sell farts in a jar?
1: I have no idea, but I hope she did.
2: I mean, I don't know whether I'm looking at something that's... What was she on? She was in the... um... Oh, I don't know. You know, I'm you know, I'm so averse to all of this stuff, Stephen. I'm only here because I like chatting to you. But yeah, I think she sold farts in a jar for like a thousand dollars ago. I mean, but, that's just incredible.
1: Yeah, but some of them really do pivot. I mean, you've got people like um, Lauren Conrad, who started on MTV's Laguna Beach when she was seventeen years old, mm. and now she is. A multi-millionaire. She has a line at Coles, which I think is like their Debenhams. So for the Coles,
2: episode... I think. Is it, is it Debenhams or is it more Woolies? Mm. Could be Woolies. Depends what her line is. What is her line?
1: So it's Elsie by Lauren Conrad. So it's kind of like like the clothes look like they'd be very like... Um... Flammable? Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. yeah. But it's done well. Like she's had it for 10 years. And then she's got like... Um, more of a more high-fashion line, which is more expensive, bespoke pieces than she has... (laughs) Sorry, I'm laughing at this. Why are you laughing? (laughs) These bitches live in a mansion.
2: (laughs) You know when these people bring out clothing lines... It's not easy to design clothes. I've watched documentaries about Coco Chanel and um, you've got to be quite good at etching. I just can't imagine them even being able to hold a pencil.
1: Well, (laughs) let me give Lauren her due. She actually did go to fashion university. Fashion university. okay? No, it's like a big thing. It's called FIDM. It's the um, Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising. Okay, fair enough.
2: Right.
1: Okay. Um, so she can hold a pencil. So she can definitely hold a pencil, or pay right. someone else to hold it for her. Hmm. And and then she, um, she does this thing called the Little Market, which is a non profit organization where um, she's gone to like third world countries, met the artisans, and she sells the the things the women make over there onto an American market on their behalf and they get the profit.
2: Right. Okay. So she's like a good guy. Okay, Bethany's got a, a sort of um, a philanthropic side to her as well, hasn't she? Yeah. She does. And
1: this is what I find fascinating about them. It always makes me think of your favourite Lisa Rinna from Real mm. Housewives of Beverly Hills Lovely. tagline, which is, don't hustle the hustler. And I don't really know what that means, but <laughs> I <do> know. <laughs> is... These women are constantly grabbing every opportunity, moving, twisting, pivoting. Um, and I felt like, because a couple of weeks ago, you and I were judges for mm-hmm. the new LGBT comedian of the year.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. And I felt like, well, there's places I'd rather be, but yet sometimes you have to judge.
2: Yeah, I thought we would do quite well at judging, you and I.
1: We I had can't believe love. how serious we took it.
2: We took it very seriously. because do you know what, though, though, when there was the new, audience is
1: was... full of gays, yeah. LGBTQs, you daren't mess, do you?
2: Don't mess about. But also, uh, alarmingly, Stephen, the, um, the, the contestants, if that's the correct word, were very, very good. Yeah. Very good. So I know you and I, me particularly, because I'm approaching the sort of um, Neverland meadow of retirement, were sitting there going... Oh God, these
1: are too good. They got to, to go. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. I was sat yeah. there thinking, I'm a has been that never was.
2: No, no, you're not a has been. You're not a has been. Not yet. Cause I'm, I'm a lesbian be. has been. Well, let's talk about why we decided to talk about this oh, particular sort of branch of
1: I was reality
2: re-pivoting, Because it looks like I'm going to have to repivot, and I'm I'm not good at pivoting at all. I've got very bad hand-eye coordination, so any sort of sudden movement is a disaster for me. So, because um, I have the listener may be aware that um, I had suddenly. Sorry, I can hear some terrible noises around my hat. Can you hear that, Stephen?
1: I can't hear anything.
2: Oh, I think somebody's climbing on my scaffold. Well that's, that's a lucky alarming. way to
1: start a Wednesday. Isn't no it? No one's climbed on my scaffold in a very long time.
2: <laughs> well <I've... laughs> Well, you've got to erect it properly, that's what you need. <laughs> yeah. If you if you want if you want some bloke climbing your scaffold, you've got to make sure it's fully erect initially. No, mine's yeah. always a bit limp. Yeah, no. I've got very solid scaffolding around my house mm. at the moment. I've been having my God, there's a lot of banging going on. I've been having my um, rear side redone. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: no, because well, I live again, by the I've coast. Had
1: my rear side done in a long time. No,
2: because I live by the coast. My rear side gets quite a substantial battering and um, needs <laughs> needs maintenance on a regular basis. Otherwise, the rendering just goes. Yeah and there's nothing like a saggy rear end. There's, oh nothing.
1: No, That's no. why you've got a strong rear end.
2: That's why I've got substantial scaffolding around my rear end and it's being re-rendered.
1: Anyhow the value ho, is only going up. It's only oh, adding value.
2: It's absolutely it looks amazing. So I digress. Um y- yes I had in the I last feel like we should years. have
1: like sad funeral music over this bit okay, le- that way.
2: Okay let's let's ask Paul producer to put I in some I'll arrange yeah, it. Yeah
1: thank <laughs> there you. There he is. <laughs>
2: Here we go, Paul, Pry- if you could set up some sort of, you know, um, sad music. Here we
1: go. You know, in media, we love trauma. Zoe, please share yours. I've got so much trauma. I've got well, so not at all, just the one bit.
2: And I'm not even talking about my battle <laughs> rear end. <sighs> so here we go. Oh, God. So, Stephen, as you know, a couple of years ago, I was lucky enough to be given the opportunity to pivot in my own career. And I swivelled with such success and joy into the role of tea-time quiz show host, which Brilliant. I think I fulfilled admirably. I, I wasn't aware up until that point in my career that being a tea-time quiz show host is what I'd always wanted to be, but they stuck me in a shiny suit, and away I went with my comb-over. <laughs> my relief at having some sort of semi-permanent employment, which after 20 years in this business, I can't tell you, I really felt like I'd made it. Anyhow, ho <laughs> As l- life as we know has twists and turns and sometimes cul-de-sacs or indeed just cliff edges, and it has been decided that I shall no longer be in my shiny suit and it has been taken away from me and I am no longer a quiz show host as my quiz show lightning has been cancelled from the BBC. And so I've had to hang up my shiny suit and wig. I'm so tempted right there because I, I had to get a bloody wig for that show because I've got no hair at the minute. Oh. What a waste of a wig. I'm half tempted to take it round the corner where there's a, a couple of charity shops and just have it hang in the window with my suit like that.
1: Oh, well, no. Yeah. Have you donated the suit to charity? I
2: can't yet. Do do you know why I haven't done anything with it yet? Because I imagine in a couple of years' time, when my career has pivoted even further down a hole of of despair, somebody will go, do you have something to donate to a charity raffle? And I'll say, yes, I do. (laughs) Yeah. And it'll be a suit I can no longer get into. Oh,
1: that's not true. You'll always run.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, it's quite a blow, though, isn't it? It's quite a blow. Um,
1: so, what happens? But, like, do they ring and just say, Soz, it's all over"? Well, it's it, the, let's well, like let's also be clear about this. The show did. Very well. Very well. Very People well. Loved it. Did People a first it. series. Came back yep. for a second series. Yeah. With a few more episodes now. Yeah.
2: Had a few more episodes. Yeah. 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 All the pointers were there that this was going to be. I'm going to be honest. I had allowed myself to dream that this was going to be my retirement, and I thought, okay, here we go. So, so you're 50 years old. This will just gently slide into. Uh, yeah, a, a sort of a, a, a comfortable retirement. We'll do this for the next five to ten years, shall we say? Yeah. Yeah. And then get a flat in Marbs and then just sit on my balcony, rubbing mm. me tummy, drinking a canned margarita made by a I'm not going to lie.
1: I thought you were going to be like the new Bradley Walsh or Ben Shepard. <laughs> I thought... Like their quiz shows have ran for like twelve years, not to yeah. hurt you. No,
2: that's okay. Hurt you. that's okay. That's
1: okay. But but that's okay. I thought it was going to be like that because because also as well, like we're not talking like it's some like shit show. It was really good. Mm. Yeah, and this we... is the politics of the business. Yeah, it's tricky. So,
2: but the politics aside, it's a sort of personal aspect of it, isn't it? Yeah. I'm now going to have to re-pivot. Oh God. And it well, selling pivoted
1: into far... quiz show.
2: Uh, yeah, I pivoted into a quiz show, and then I was pivoted out of it again. <laughs> so I'm going to have to re pivot. And I'm not, like I said, I'm not very good at my feet.
1: <laughs> you must be very dizzy.
2: I wonder so... how much. Right, I, somebody got in touch with me recently from Cameo.
1: Oh, no. Okay, great. Okay, I've got about 10 questions. Mm. How did one originally pivot from comedian, mm. cropping up on the odd show here and there? Mm. to becoming a quiz show host.
2: I auditioned for it, Stephen, and weirdly, and for the first time ever in my life,
1: I got this. I got the job. So were they auditioning comedians, presenters, just anyone? Do you know what? I'm not actually sure.
2: Maybe just were. Claire Balding was busy and they just gave it to me.
1: Yeah. Possibly. Tom Allen, Romesh were not available.
2: Everybody else was busy. I do get a lot of work because other people are quite busy. And I used to feel bad about that until I watched the documentary about um, Joan Collins. Mm. And um, uh, sh- she used to get a lot of work because Elizabeth Taylor was always busy. love
1: that.
2: You see? and But she knew it. She was she was savvy enough to know that that's why she'd got the job. And, I, you know, I have a lot of respect for Joan Collins, but I had much more so I watched the documentary. And she was just like, she just owned it. She was like, yeah, you know, obviously... Liz was busy, so give it to Joan. Um, but you can make quite a decent, you can, do, you can make a decent career, ambulance chasing, as I like to
1: call it. Yeah, gorgeous for you. So now we're pivoting out of quiz show. Mm. Where do we pivot to?
2: Well, I mean, that's the big question, isn't it? Where would I pivot to now? Gentle documentaries about needlework.
1: Well, having said that, though, you did a film for the one show. I did about alopecia.
2: I did, I did, and you know, because as we say in the alopecia community, if you haven't got it, flaunt it. So, <laughs> um...
1: <laughs> very good. Thank you very much. That's the name of your next one.
2: Yeah, that was What's... off the top of my head, which was also where my alopecia went as oh, well. Oh no! Uh, there you go. Oh my God! You see, this is this is the, this is the skills we're wasting here. So quick, so quick. Um, I don't know where I'm going to pivot next. Maybe I'm going to take a, a leaf out of um, Stephanie Matto's book and start bottling my own farts. I, mean, I don't how think you it? should
1: bottle your own farts.
2: Don't I don't should. think I should either, because that, to me, I don't know whether you've ever attempted to bottle your own fart. It's not been something I've ever considered. There's no
1: time with me. It just slips out and then I'm done. It's too late for us all. It's up Richie's leg. <laughs>
2: You decide that's where you're going to pivot to as a reality star, the Mm. bottling of your own emissions, Um, which I'm I'm trying to gauge is a good thing or a bad thing for the environment. I'm sure if it's bottled, it's fine, isn't it? Mm. Um, But then I would imagine that the whole purpose of buying a bottled emission from a celebrity is to unbottle it once you have it in your own home and then just enjoy the sort of weird scented candle effect of that.
1: Well... I don't think we should be doing the weird scented candle of the Zoe Lion's arse just
0: yet.
2: No, and also, I, I, without being too crude, I would imagine bottling of one's own emissions requires a little bit of um, control and skill. Yeah. Otherwise, you're getting far more than you bargained for in a jar. And I, would you charge more for that?
1: And also, what if a little shit shot out?
2: That's what I'm saying, Stephen. That's what I'm saying. That's what, yeah, because that, if you can't purse it properly, and a little poop for, do you charge more for that? Do you know what? Is though? a solid? I... Is a solid worth more than the gas? That's I what feel I'm saying. Like you
1: should get a little solid in your jar just to prove that someone's actually farted in it. <laughs> Otherwise, we're just working on trust here.
2: We are working on
1: trust. So I've got some ideas. For right. Okay at Zoe Live. Let's face it. First of all, you're on every fucking comedy panel show going. I'm not, exactly Stephen. You always
2: say that. I'm not. I tell you what I'm on. Repeats. So it just seems like I'm there a lot, but I'm not. I probably recorded one on back in at the, the 90s. Apollo.
1: You were posted live at the Apollo. Oh, I have. You're on already. every goddamn thing on Dave. Every goddamn thing on Comedy Central. I'm not. Well, you always say this. I'm not. And I'm... It's a lesbian that looks a lot like you.
2: I spend a lot of my time... Staring out of the window at the minute, that's what I'm no. doing. Wistfully,
1: yeah, wistfully
2: staring out. Of no, the window.
1: we need that music again. Yeah,
2: put the music back in, please. Producer, uh, oh. producer. It, I'm just in my suit, in my game show suit, just staring out of the window, weak, right. slightly askew.
1: Yeah, what do we do in this situation? We say, What would the real housewives do? Okay.
2: Let's figure it out. Right, so Bethany, let's take her again. Bethany Frankel. Oh, what about a chat show? You see, I'd like to do a chat show. Bethany got a chat show. We could call it
1: Zoe. I don't like that for you. No, it no. Have I told you about my theory about what Channel 4 should do? Because you remember when Channel 4 used to be fun and edgy? Mm. I think it should be fun and edgy again. And I think they should do a late night queer loose women where it's like funny. It's four people on a panel, but it's funny. Mm-hmm. We have a celebrity guest, and it's called Loose Assholes. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> They'd probably end up calling it like Loose Lips.
2: Yeah, Wind Socks.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you're too, you're probably too young to remember this, but I think when Channel Four first came out, they used to have a really late night show on the television where it was people sitting around, usually fairly hefty intellectuals, and um. Uh, professional alcoholics as well, um just sitting around drinking and talking. Oliver Reed famously got up and walked out and
1: oh. got his
2: gut out. Yeah. And it was it was the sort of thing where they'd get sort of intellectual heavyweights and um
1: I think you need something like that mixed with Euro Trash.
2: Yeah. You see EuroTrash was amazing. It was amazing. It was a uh, really
1: funny show.
2: Really funny show. And don't anything, like,
1: fun anymore. And um, so I really think that, because mm. also, I don't know if you've been doing the clubs as of late.
2: I've been doing a few of the clubs, yeah. yes. I've been showing my wares at various clubs up and down the I nation.
1: I think people from comedy, after everything we've been through and are currently mm. going through in this world, mm. I think people have gone back to one in that kind of raucous dick joke Like, nothing heavy comedy. I think when people are stood there talking about, like, Brexit now and queues at airports, I think people are like, I've had enough of this. I've not paid 16 quid to hear this.
2: Yeah, but I can't do dick jokes. Well,
1: you do nice nice fanny jokes.
2: I don't do fanny jokes. No, you don't
1: do fanny jokes. Not really. But you don't do, like, political satire. You do, like... You do your nice box of wine bit.
2: Stop it. I'm a very hard-hitting political chameleon. I can't even say it. Political chameleon. People can't handle my truth bombs. Oh, my God, they leave with the scales falling away from their eyes. I've never really looked at it like that before. Mm. Mm. No, I get. I do understand what you're saying I do, I think people do genuinely want a bit more of a laugh So I face. think
1: in the next six months to a year I mean, mm. I'm having too much faith in producers here But I think it will come back round to them Just what, in like 90s, raucous, late night, fun Because the audience is switching off Because they're like, I don't really give a shit on your mm. take mm. Like, On the
2: current state of the world Yeah
1: Yeah Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. So your comedy is going to excel is what I'm telling you. Thank you. Um, you. I think you should do. What are you thinking about Cameo? Oh, I've
2: I've been that. Uh, Well, okay. So they got in touch with me. I said get in touch with loads of people on Instagram. Right. Yeah. And I just thought it would be so sad to be on there at, what, 50p? (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, you what would your price 53.
2: be? What would your price be? How would you price yourself? A pound?
1: Yeah, well, pound that's 25. A thing, isn't it? I genuinely think I would price myself about £2.50.
2: £2.50 for yeah. a message?
1: Yeah. Well, my thing is with it, I don't think you should charge people for that.
2: No. Okay.
1: I mean, but- I don't think... I think if you're not charging people, you can't do everyone. But I think think as far as comedians are concerned, I understand it with drag queens a little bit and stuff like that because drag queens, like, they have to put the decoration on.
2: Yes, yes, absolutely. Whereas Um, I just sort of throw on a hoodie. No, and drag
1: queens do it all. Like, they've got the studio set up. They'll have, like, a nice background. Yeah. For us, it'd just be the white wall in our bloody bedrooms. It'd
2: be a bit sad, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I might not even get dressed. They could just (laughs) tell I was, like, I wouldn't reveal anything. But the, the the the... it would be fairly obvious that I hadn't even bothered to get dressed.
1: And I Ooh, think we have, you just
2: dropped a pound. I just dropped a penny. Oh, um, well, there you go. Cameo coming in.
1: <laughs> and I think we charge people for tickets. Yes. And so if people buy tickets, the least we can do is a picture and a video.
2: Yeah, I think you're right. No, I'm not the least bit tempted to go down that road. So we
1: can't do cameo.
2: No. it would That's just be off tr- our list. It would just be too embarrassing. Nobody would want me. What about I've becoming a TikTok
1: sensation?
2: I did momentarily think about that, but also I've also thought
1: about um out Let me tell completely. you what I think. Mm-hmm. TikTok's a funny old beast at the minute because, as always, we're late to the party.
0: Mm-hmm. However,
1: professional clips like Live at the Apollo, anything on Comedy Central, etc., mm-hmm. seem to do very well, I think, because they're, like, shiny. Right. I think you should chop up your live at the apollos
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and just put them on tiktok
2: right okay and And then followers
1: because i put up some of my um i put up one of my clips from live at the apollo Mm -hmm. and it got like two million likes two million yeah wow and it took me like 10 minutes to clip it up the problem right. is then is then like you start putting up ones from clubs and people are like that's a bit grainy, I don't want to watch that.
2: Right, okay, so nothing grainy. Okay.
1: No. Just put up like your if you've got your live at the Apollo, literally just clip it up into the bits. I, I think your box wine one to do really well on there.
2: How how long a clip can you put on TikTok? This is how little I know about TikTok.
1: Um it used to be a minute but now it's undefined. Oh <gasps> right, so anything But the shorter the better. So it's like right. if if you've P- got like your box wine bit that's a minute and a half, just put that up. But people, yeah, wow, okay. Because people don't watch things for a long time. That's why they're on TikTok.
2: Yeah, clearly people don't watch things for a long time. That's why I'm back pivoting. That's why I'm having to reconsider my sodding career. People don't watch things for a long time. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe we're all just so dumbed down now. Nobody can watch anything for any length of time. And therefore, anything that's over a minute long, which is most television, let's be honest, is doomed to fail.
1: Well, I think they should go back to 30-minute TV.
2: But then we have a lot of 30-minute television, don't we? No. Okay.
1: It's still all like an hour. Right. That's too long. Who's got an hour? Yeah. I haven't got an hour. Because it's things like, do you know, the daytime shows, Like mm. the, they're always said to be like not doing very well, but mm. it's really because actually they have a peak, so it's like, oh, everyone's watching now, but then they drop off. And it's because people don't have, like, three hours to watch Steps no. at Lunch. No, They've got an
3: hour lunch break.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, so exhausting having to think about re-pivoting again. Maybe no. I should become. What else could Stop. I do? Uh,
1: I will not have Bethany. Will not have this negativity. Do you
2: know what? When I was last on holiday, um, in the in in March, um, in the Maldives, that won't be happening again. Not now. I've lost <laughs> that. Won't That'll be bloody Skegness from now on, won't it? I'll have to readdress that situation. Bring the old expectation Skegness down to level. There now, because yeah. the
1: Living's gone up.
2: Skeggers, um, um. There was a lot of flying. This is genuinely true, Stephen. There was a lot of flying bats. Well, as bats do, they tend to fly. Otherwise, it's just a mouse, isn't it? Um, (laughs) Flying foxes. You know the big bats? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Have you ever seen a flying fox? No. They're quite cute. They're like a sort of. um...
1: Anything that flies.
2: It's like a sort of. um... It's like a Jack Russell with transformer skills. They've got a little doggy face. And wings. You're like, they that's do. amazing.
1: They're not in this country, are they?
2: No, you do get bats in this country. You get a little Pippi or whatever they're called. Pippi Quinn. Pippi I can't remember what they're called. I did I did once do a program where we went and filmed bats and I had to pick up bat shit. But, yeah, even those heady days are gone. Anyway, so um, um, I remember watching these flying bats on holiday and just I had a really strong thought. I wonder if I could just retrain as a bat expert.
1: No, babe. Babe,
2: you're not being
1: a bat expert. I quite like bats. At least being animal expert, because in the TV show, it, If there's a bat expert, you get a half an hour in it. Well, I mean, you know, there's quite a few different varieties of bat. Listen, you're a fame-hungry whore. Okie dokie. You won't like bats.
2: I think quite like they had quite cute faces and they did that thing with their wings where they cleaned Imagine their noses. Rich has a cute
1: face. Imagine like wait like I Rich has a cute face, but then waking up to it every day it gets a bit draining.
2: I wonder if I spent what if I spent four years retraining as a bat expert? Um, knew everything about bats. Yeah. That'll bridge the gap That's what. yeah. Um, That'll bridge the gap.
1: There what would Kathy Griffin do? What would Bethany Frankel do? You pivot oh. and you find a new way. Right. First what? of all, I demand you go out on tour.
2: Okay.
1: Yes. You're going to go on tour with a new show. Right. The legions of fans are going to fall back in love with you and be like, this is why we love Zoe in the first place. Her amazing comedy.
2: Can I wear my suit?
1: You can wear your suit. You yeah. should wear your you suit. You
2: should wear it. Oh God, how sad. Um uh, do you know what I am gonna go back out and tour. I'm gonna go Great. I'm when? gonna do that next next spring.
1: How many days?
2: Yeah. Uh initially thirty. That's a lot. No, because the last time I did fifty and um, I did 50 dates the last tour I did, and I think it suffice to say, by the end of it, I wasn't very happy because I, I did it on my own. I didn't have any, I didn't have any support. Mm. Um, I also didn't have a tour manager, so I was l- literally on my own driving around the country, and my saddest point on that whole tour came when I found myself under a duvet in a travel lodge in Cumbria somewhere eating an entire rotisserie chicken whilst well, I was wearing a bobble hat.
1: Um, I love that story. It
2: was it was a sad moment. A whole rotisserie chicken.
1: Did you have any sides?
2: No. No, just ate the chicken. Like a sort wow. of crazed Henry VIII character with my hands. Um, but it was very cold up there as well. There was an ice storm, so I had to keep my bobble hat on in bed.
1: And you know as well, when you go on tour, you should only go to places you know will sell well and that you will thrive, because otherwise it will add to your depression.
2: I know that now, Stephen. Yeah. I know that now. Yeah,
1: I remember turning up to a gig
2: in um, Cumbria, <laughs> and uh, I'd driven for—I'm going to say nine nine hours to get there, and I walked in, and the little lady behind the box office, and you can just tell in the eye right it hasn't sold well. You can—there's a little flicker.
1: There's a little flicker. Yeah. i little I've flicker. Seen
2: that flicker. Oh, the flicker, because they try not to look you straight in the eye. They'll either look up to the left or up to the right, but they won't look at you dead in the eye. No, and I got you know, they went, well, we're looking forward to tonight's show. Sorry it hasn't sold very well.
1: Oh, I hate when they say yeah.
2: that. But um it is the final of um, Strictly Come Dancing, so people tend to stay in and watch that. That's when I ate the chicken.
1: Oh, babes, how many was in? It's about 40. That's not awful. Let me tell you a little story about when I did my first tour
0: mm-hmm. and never
1: again will I do a tour until I'm ready. Um They were like, Go to Redditch, go to Redditch. I was like, I've literally never gigged in Redditch in my life. Where is
2: Redditch? To... Remind me.
1: Kind of near Birmingham. Oh yes, yes, I'm familiar. Yeah. Um and I was like, I've never gigged there. There's nothing to suggest I have a fan there. <laughs> and we're doing Birmingham. Like, yeah. why don't we just let like, the three people from Redditch travel go to, Birmingham. to Birmingham? Yeah. They were like, oh, your fans, this your fans that, and I kept thinking, where are these fans that I've all of a sudden got? And they sent me to Redditch, and it was during the Beast from the East.
2: Oh, I remember that, yeah.
1: And they said to me, and I said, mm, I don't think I should go, like, trains are getting cancelled, it's not sold very well, and oh. they're like, so fine, it'll pick up on the day. So I was like, oh my god, like, got all the way to Redditch, which was hell, yeah. They were like, Stephen, so good to have you doing it. That woman yeah like a Sorry's not sold as well as we've hoped. And I was like, well, ha- oh how God. many has it sold? Oh, yeah. there's a few, there's a few, there's a few more coming. We'll make it look busy. We'll make it look busy. We'll make it look busy. Um, And I was like, and don't forget the beast from the east was on. So I had low sales. Then I had even lower Because, and then people are having a go at me being like, well, we couldn't get there. We can't get a refund because you still went on. And I was like, I didn't want to go. (laughs) Um, And I had eight people. Oh. And then afterwards. Yeah. I had to get the train back to London because it was, it was an hour train, an hour and 35 minutes. I thought, get the train treat itself. Yeah. The train stopped at Birmingham. We can't go any further because the Beast from the East.
2: Oh, no. We've all got
1: to get off. This is the last train of the night. So I'm wandering around Birmingham trying to find a hotel during the Beast from the East.
2: Oh, no. And the
1: next day I rang up and I went, I don't even want to do the rest of the tour. Oh. And they were like, well, you've got Brighton, you've got Manchester. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, basically I lost my shit in yeah. the street with damp shoes from where the smell
2: was, <laughs> open me. and I
1: was like, again, I was like, and also the only hotel I could find was like this fifteen quid hotel. It was like a forty-minute walk oh, from the no. train station in the Beast from the East, and I was like, and I, obviously I could have tried to get a taxi, but because we'd been kicked off, there was just everyone nothing was to get a taxi.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: It was oh. the worst. It put me off touring. For life, and then I a toast put it Catherine Ryan, and you're like, this is what it should look
2: like. Look like, yeah, that's making it look busy because it's actually busy. Yeah. Eight people, eight people is just, I mean, it's it's so close to double figures, isn't it? Yeah, it's so, quite, not cl-
0: close but not close quite.
2: Enough. In the very early days when I used to do Edinburgh, um, when I first did Edinburgh, um, I was in the cellar um, uh, in the Pleasance courtyard. And I remember the stage manager saying, right, we're going to open the door. The stage manager, techie, oh, everything. They did everything, right? And I'd hide behind my little curtain and I heard I heard what sounded like four sets of feet coming in. You know, tap, mm. tap, 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 tap. Was it a dog? And then silence. And then they went, that's everyone in. I was like, oh, my God, that's so few. <laughs> that's so few. I had five people in.
1: Would you ever do in. Edinburgh again?
2: Um, yes, but in the right circumstances, I think. It's like it's like you with your tour. You've got to make sure that you're alright and that you're happy up there and um and that you're getting something out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't know if I do a month again. I think a month is probably too long.
1: Yeah, too long. Do you know what I think you should do? What? Four nights at Soho Mm. Theatre. That's it. Wait. Well, this will be no, not instead of the tour. Oh, ahead of the tour. This is almost like like separate thing. So you do your tour. What a great life you live! But I think you should do a few nights at Soho Theatre. So, um, for industry, so you can get your next chat show. And the reason you need to do three Mm. or four nights is Mm. because they'll go. "Mm, I can't do Tuesday. Right. Yes. Of course. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So you don't think this is the end of my career, then, Steve? No,
1: I think it's the start of a thriving, flourishing career. Do you you're going to so? get this. This is what you're going to do. Write notes because you have right. to do the. work. I'm taking
2: notes. Okay, you're going to do, do the...
1: a few nights at Soho Theatre. Right. Then you're going to have a tour announced for next spring. I'd like yes. that announced by October, please. Right. Then you're going to go and do. I'm writing this down. All your guest spots on all the shows. Yeah. Oh, my God, it's raining. Then you're going to do. I feel like that's a reflection of your emotion.
2: It um, is. It's crying. The sky is crying. Yeah. yeah. The sky is crying. Uh, when do I launch my range of crystals?
1: No, you're not having crystals.
2: Oh, okay. Not Sorry. yet.
1: That's your retirement fund. Hold oh. on to that. We're just trying to get you through the next year at the minute. Oh, okay. Then you're going to have a Radio 4 special. Yeah. It's going to be called having had it all
2: having had it
1: all lost quite a lot of it they got some of it back and then it's going to be like very joan rivers about how you have to keep fighting and then she was a fighter the... she a fighter. was a
2: fighter you see this is where i think i fall down stephen i'm not a hustler never have been i know right um i am going to bring this back to culture please i was i was having a flick through um Grapes of Wrath the other day.
1: Is that a vagina?
2: It's not. <laughs>
1: Grapes of Wrath. Trash.
2: Grapes of Wrath is neither a vagina or indeed a documentary about angry hemorrhoids. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> it's um it's, it's a book about the, the Great Depression in the United States around the 30s and how hard it was for people. And I thought to myself, do you know what? If I'd been around in the 1930s in the dust bowl of America, I'd have been dead within a week. There's no way I'd have got through it. I'd just lie down and die. I'd have come in and gone, there's no wheat, mama. We're all going to die. And then just fall into my own petticoat. Now, can you definitely hear those
1: scaffolding now? No, I can't hear anything. I can just say your story about your angry hemorrhoids.
2: Yeah, my grapes of wrath. Yeah. My grapes of wrath. So, you need to
1: find your grapes of wrath.
2: I do need to find my grapes of wrath, don't
1: I? Yes. Because what have we learnt from Joan? What have we learnt from the housewives? What have we learnt from Kathy Griffin? No one gives you anything.
2: This is very true. And actually, that's quite a deep philosophical thought. Go on. Oh, that's as deep as I'd got with it. But you're absolutely right. <laughs> Nobody does give you anything.
1: That's... I think some people are very fortunate and are given loads, and the phone just rings for whatever reason. Hmm. I don't think we're those people. I no. think we're hustlers.
2: Yes, okay. Yeah. Oh my god! I'm going to have to. Te- You're going to have to teach me how to hustle. Well, Do you know I'm so bad at hustling, Stephen? I was once at a party where there were quite a few producers and agents in Soho a few years ago, and I was talking to somebody, and I I suddenly tuned in to how boring I was, and I could see the sort of dead look in their eye, like a snake that had been killed in a sort of roadkill accident, and um, um, I actually said to this agent, I said to them, "Listen, I'm." I'm going to leave you now and bore somebody else in the other corner of the room.
1: (laughs) Okay, next time you get an invite to something like that, take me with you because you're awful at this. I'm
2: terrible at it. next time I get an
1: invite, I'm going to take you with me because you need to see how it's done because I've got to be honest, Mm. I've never had someone just ring me and be like, we're we'd like to book Stephen for this job Mm. or you know I've never had like you know you hear the rumors of like the agents that make the deal being like well take Zoe and you have Mm. to take Stephen I've literally never had that in my whole career you've never been
2: part of a bog off situation buy
1: buy one get one free I really want to be part of that and I've had like a million agents and but, which, by the way, I used to feel bad about, but then I listened to Jesse J on a podcast. Do you know who Jesse J is? Yes, I do. Great.
2: Yes, well, I had yes. to check with you. One of my favourite cowboys. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and she said that she's had, like, six managers as well, because if people aren't aligned on the same dream, you just have to move on. So that made me feel better about me. Um, but then, uh, what's my point? Oh, but every job I've got, is from going to an event or meeting someone in a room. You're so good at that.
2: You're so good at it. And I like that. That's what I admire about you, Stephen. You you back yourself up. And I don't mean that in a sort of constipation way. I mean, you do, you back yourself up. I do it up. in a
1: constipation way as well, by the way. Yeah, um, but you do. But you I, you, you sell yourself. Next time an event, we're going. And I think you need to seek because all it is is people liking you i remember i had a meeting with the head of e4 mm. and we were talking and i thought oh he likes me and i was telling about my time when i worked at sainsbury's that i was like, oh he likes me i can tell but mm. i felt like where's the offer of something where's mm-hmm. the because normally they, they'll say like three things that you oh you might be good at that oh you might be good on that and then you normally get one of them mm. okay and he said to me he was like oh what about celebs go dating? And I said, I'd just start going out with Rich. And I said, mm-hmm. oh, I can't, I'm in a relationship. And he was like, well, and I said, I oh, know, but the thing is, I have a talent.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I don't want to go on just to go on. Yeah. And he was like, I love that answer. And he went, Brilliant. and as we left, he went, I promise you we'll work together. And the next day he rang and booked me for a celebrity coach trip. There you go, brilliant. It's not like, like the biggest dream. No, but... but that's
2: good. That's that's hustle that we're played off. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna have to teach me, Stephen, because I am absolutely appalling. What you're gonna have to do is dress me up in my little suit, stick the wig on, and put me on some sort of casters, and then just drag me around the room.
1: Like, and do you go to a lot of meetings or do no, you? No, no. Well, inappropriate. Zoe, so, inappropriate. Oh. Agents have like twelve clients to sell.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Whereas
1: if you go with them, they have to sell you. This is true.
2: This is true.
1: And if you do go to a meeting, what do you wear?
2: Oh, well, I mean, um, well, you know, well, there's a... uh, I wear something that I'm comfortable in. No. Okay.
1: It's not about your comfort. You dress for the job you want. So if you're going to meet... Well,
2: I want it, to be a middle-aged lesbian. There you go. That That's just how well, I am dressing. have already got
1: that job.
2: <laughs> I'm living the dream.
1: But it's like, <laughs> obviously, you're not going to go in your sparkly suit. However, because that's not yep. too much. However, if you want, like, a presenter or a chat show, the next yep. time you have a meeting, you should be in a nice T-shirt, a nice pair of jeans and a blazer Oh, and yes, on. I
2: do. I, I scrub up well. Yeah. No, I do I know scrub you up do, well. I do, but that's yeah? where you've got to go in. We've talked about this before. I bought a jumpsuit and wore that without any embarrassment.
1: Gorgeous.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Dress, because you know RuPaul says, star of RuPaul's Drag Race, mm. um, and many other things, dress for the job you want.
2: Right, okay. I should get rid of my space suit then. And my <laughs> my my bat expert outfit. <laughs>
1: You're ridiculous.
2: I'd actually, if I could, within 30 seconds, I could be dressed like a bat expert because I've got a
1: lot of shorts with big pockets on the side. I've got a job for you. What's and that? You do it right now as we are oh. go up and then you're going to call me back in an hour and tell me you've done it. Right. You want to do Top Gear.
2: I do want to do I Top know. Gear. So
1: here's my question to you. What have you done oh. to put wheels in motion... To get you on Top Gear.
2: I recently got three points on my licence. Yay! No. No, okay. We're not impressed. What have I done? Oh, um, well, a parallel part like an absolute pro the other day.
1: This is what we're going to do. Top Gear is very bad for its female representation.
2: It is, yes. What are you? Yeah. I'm a female. female, yes. What are you? Yes.
1: Interested in cars, obsessed with Top Gear. Why are you not meeting the producers of Top Gear?
2: This is true. Will you come with me and hold my hand? Yes. Can I wear Good my bat it. outfit?
1: I'm going to replace your agent, <laughs> Christian. And I'm going to do it.
2: <laughs> I I love my agent very very much. Please don't replace him. But you can be my um. You can be my uh. What would you? Oh, I'll be like an American. I'll have an i ma- I'll have a manager and an agent. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. You ever meet American acts? They're always like that. I've got my and i the got my manager. Yeah, you can be my mouthpiece. I
1: think oh. me and Christian would be a really good team for you because oh I'll goodness. say all the shit you should be saying and then yeah. Christian will make sure the number goes up.
2: Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah.
1: Like a pincer movement. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm. Do you know don't what? Don't you feel like you don't give a shit that you've lost your quiz show now?
2: Yeah, now I'm excited about yeah. the future, everything that it holds. That's yeah.
1: my gift. I'll be my- selling crystal
2: you'll be selling crystals and my grapes of wrath will be burnt off i am i'm I've, do you know what i'm ready to go out there now stephen i'm ready Good to go out there you. with all of the goods that i've managed to package together into this body and uh, and deliver the goods yeah
1: yeah i love that for you
2: thank you thank you when we next talk i will tell you about how i have hustled
1: yeah Next time we do this, I wanna hear one yeah. hustle story.
2: I'm gonna tell you how I've transformed into Bethany Frankel. Frankel. Yeah. And I've got my I've got my shit together and I'm out there hustling it. Because as Bethany says, business is personal.
1: Business is personal.
2: It is personal. Yeah. Right, with that husband of the week, have you got yeah. one?
1: I think so. You go first, then.
2: Well, I'm going to, to. I'm going to. My husband of the week is somebody that has actually managed to pivot quite successfully, Tell me. and has not pivot, but has pivoted back into the position that they should be in. And um, I've got to be honest, I wasn't always a massive fan, but I was quite impressed with them this week. And my husband of the week is Andy Murray, who mm. got through the first round of Wimbledon, um, having had a nasty hip problem, you know. And I'm of that age where I realise your joints are very important. Um, And he played a blind. I'm not a massive tennis fan, but I I sat down and watched it. I thought, good for you, Andy. Good for you.
1: I mean, you may as well just spoke Spanish to me.
2: Not a big tennis fan?
1: No idea what's happening.
2: No. I mean, I don't normally. It just happened to be on. But I watched it and I went, oh, he's done well there. He's done well. Maybe he's sort of, yeah. He's sort of, he's he's like a a man now. Do you know what I mean? He's sort of... It was interesting watching the boy develop into the man
1: if uh, I were a boy we I'm presuming order. he doesn't
2: s- still sleep curled up at the end of his mother's bed, but you don't know <laughs> I don't know I mean I still get that know. weird vibe you get that weird vibe, but um yeah, that's who I am that's my husband of the week
1: my husband of the week I don't want to hurt you, but it's okay. tipping points Ben Shepherd
2: fine, okay, no that's good no, I can appreciate that
1: because you've met him right mm-hmm what a delightful man. I worked with him last week yeah. and I did not know. I really fancy him and I didn't know how to deal with it. And I felt myself going within myself because I was so <laughs> in love. And I thought, I'm not going to be able to deliver on the job. So I walked up to him backstage. Well, actually, he came up to me, which I thought was very gracious. and was like, mm. hi, Stephen, thanks for doing the show. Yeah. did And I said, Ben, I'm not going to be able to deliver mm. if I'm just not honest about this. You're my celebrity crush You have been since you were doing kids TV And I don't know if I'm going to be able to get over it um, Genuinely,
2: did you say that to him?
1: Yeah, and then he Brilliant. said Oh that's so nice to hear And gave me a hug Oh. And then I was able to fully release My full love for him During the recording of the show uh-huh. And um, I mean did you even hear- At one point I said to the audience We're all rooting for me and Ben aren't we? And they all cheered, whooped, and applauded.
2: Oh. And I
1: said, "We're the new celeb couple." And Ben was like, "We're going to get a hello and okay shoe." And I just <gasps> thought he had that amazing banter. Yeah. he was really self-assured. He was didn't make it like weird. Like, oh, I got a guys, flirting with me. Yeah, he was so gorgeous, and I loved him.
2: Did he bring you to your tipping point?
1: <laughs> yeah. You really did. <laughs> I mean, this is going to be no good. Oh no, I can't say yet. I can't say. It. I'll tell you on another one. Okay,
2: I've got a Ben Shepherd doll that my dog likes to get amorous with. Why have you got a Ben Shepherd doll? Because I also did tipping and I want a Ben Shepherd doll.
1: Oh, that's and... so I, I can't say yet. Yeah, I got uh, a
0: prize.
2: Oh, oh well. Once it's on the telly, you can reveal it. Yeah, yeah. Lovely. Oh. <sighs> Thank you for my talk.
1: Do you feel perked up? I can't wait for us to go to an event together and see you schmooze.
2: Do you know, I'm just so ready to pivot now. I'm so ready to pivot. Yeah. I'm going to be Do pivoting. You know what you on should everything.
1: watch to inspire yourself this afternoon Joan Rivers, a piece of work. It's £3 on YouTube.
2: Lovely. I'm going to invest in myself. Yeah. I'm going to invest in mm. myself. Thanks, Thanks Stephen.
1: Stephen. My pleasure.
2: You're.
0: Until
1: you're a next good time, friend. Dear listeners. Yeah. Oh, yeah, listeners, like, subscribe, comment, five star, that shit. It really helps us bother to do more.
2: Yeah, I know. Well, I'm. I'm to be fair, I'm very much available these days, so I've got quite a lot of time on my hands. You always so.
1: say that. And I, I <laughs> ring you and you're like, oh, I'm just walking into filming. Oh, I'm just, I'm just in a hotel room in a corporate. It's, like, it's very hard to feel sorry for this bitch. I know. So.
2: <laughs> oh, so yeah, what, what, are, what are you on Twitter? Twitter?
1: Oh, at Stephen with a PH comedy. Yeah. What well, are you on Instagram? The same. What oh. about you?
2: Oh, I don't know. I, um, oh, I'm at Zoe Lyons on Twitter and at Zoe Lyons comedy on Instagram. That
1: is correct.
2: Yes, that is correct. Thank you for um, doing I just the had admin a quick check. Yes, yeah, there it's all there and this time next week I'm going to be a huge sensation on TikTok yeah you are yes I can't wait
1: to see how this turns out
2: check this out
1: me and both my followers ding dong breaking, love it ding dong indeed sweetheart ding dong until donging.
2: then you've been listening to Let's Talk About the Husband I've been reminiscing about my career and I am re-pivoting with the help of
1: my friend Stephen Bailey next week. Who is now a life coach. Until next time,
3: goodbye.
0: A podcast from producer paul.co.uk
3: Head over to Hulu this March where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers starring Paul Muscall and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend.
0: find it wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. acast.com
0: Made by darkhorse-digital.co.uk Shooting, live streaming and podcast production.